What's up, everybody? Clint Esposito here for Skull and Bros with my bro, Rasmus. What's up, Rasmus? Not much, man. What's happening? Not much. Just uh, woke up, tried to do some research and uh, get online here in a timely manner, which didn't necessarily work out as well as I had anticipated, but I'm good. Ah, it's fine. We got yeah. a good rabbit hole here to to go uh, down. Huge, it's huge, man. I I'll be, I'll be honest to everyone listening. I I didn't do much research at all, but I mean, one Google away from a fucking list of 180 things that are sketchy about, about this topic. So we we can dig into to a lot of stuff here. I liked uh, when I looked. There was just as many articles like debunking as there was. Saying that there was <laughs> yeah. conspiracies, it was pretty. Funny. Yeah, there's like more. If you Google it, the, the most of the shit that comes up is like debunking the conspiracy theories. Yeah. So I actually, I have that um, Brave browser, which is supposed to be, you know, like not whatever you want to say, it, uh, controlled or whatever. And I've always yeah. just been able to search images. And all of a sudden today when I searched images for 911, it started saying uh, when I would go, the rest of it would work. But when I would go images, it would be like, do you want to view this on Bing or uh, Google Chrome? And I'm like, this what? has never happened to me before. I'm like, why can't I just Google it here? So that was a Also, oh, it's one. sending you to a different browser. Yeah. That's hilarious. Why, but because I still use DuckDuckGo. Uh, I, I don't know if that's been you know infiltrated what or whatever, but it's better than Google, I'd say, to find stuff. Yeah, but it's such a slippery slope, right? Because there's definitely a so we're kind of late because I was looking for a one specific picture where there are people standing in the rubble and there's one um, beam that's like cut on an angle, the exact way that they would do in some type of demolition. And I've seen it pop up on Instagram. Uh, I think I've seen that one. Yeah. And I cannot find, I did find something similar that just some random woman posted and you could tell she's not like a conspiracy theorist. She's just like, oh man, look at the wreckage. And then I see it, yeah. and I'm like, oh, fuck, there's some red flags in here. So yeah, um, I'll bring up, uh, switch our views here so everybody can see the. Why is it like that? Hold on. Of course, I have to fix something. It doesn't have the right page pulled up, or it doesn't have a. There we go. OK. All right, so the first thing I got pulled up is court filling, uh, filing claims CIA recruited 9-11 hijackers. Donald C. Mm. Canestro is a formal special agent for the Drug Enforcement Administration where he worked for 24, 21 years. Since 2016, he has worked as an investigator assigned to the Office of Military Commissions. Military Commission's defense organization, uh, his recently released court filings contain some explosive revelations about 911 attacks. The declaration was originally uh, released in 2021, but was most entirely redacted. 
which makes sense, right? Uh, Mr. Canestro says he began an investigation in 2016 into the possible involvement of Saudi Arabian government and the Central Intelligence Agency in the events leading up to the 9-11 attacks. A suspected Saudi intelligence officer, Omar al-Boyumi, had been in contact with two of the 9-11 hijackers, Nawaf al his names are going to kill us. We'll just call him <laughs> Nawaf and Khaled. FBI agents conducted numerous interviews regarding Al-Bayoumi after 9-11 attacks. These interviews show that he was seen with the two hijackers on numerous occasions and had organized social gatherings for them. He had also helped the pair find an apartment. Uh, released FBI information show the FBI agents interviewed Bayoumi in 2003 in Saudi Arabia. He claimed he had met the hijackers in a restaurant in Los Angeles after hearing them speak Arabic. However, witnesses say that he dropped a piece of paper near the table in order to instigate a conversation. Uh, Bayomi was also in contact with the Saudi government officials in Los Angeles and made numerous phone calls to him before 9-11 attacks. According to a 9-11 commission investigator, Bayomi was receiving substantial sums of money from the Saudi embassy in Washington before the 9-11 attacks and that money was being funneled through accounts belonging to the wife of the Saudi ambassador. Months before the 9-11 attacks, uh, Bayomi's monthly allowance from a job that he rarely showed up to rose from $465 to $3,700. Uh, this job was for a company that subcontracted to Saudi Aviation Company with ties to the Saudi government. Uh Interviews. Who, who, I, I'm not getting it. Who is this Bayomi? Is he from so, the CIA? No, he is. Well, maybe he is a. <laughs> uh, let's see it in a A suspected Saudi intelligence officer, Omar oh, Al Bayomi. So the CIA for Saudi. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. Um. Uh, interviews with a former FBI special agent handling all matters concerning Osama bin Laden show that the disgraced FBI... This is also weird in this article. They continue to call it the disgraced FBI. It's like, who the fuck is writing this? Why are they so mad at the FBI? Yeah. Where's uh, the article from? It is uh, USA, USSA News. Very reputable source in the news community. Uh, interviews with a former FBI special agent handling all matters concerning okay, uh, Osama, Osama bin Laden showed the disgraced FBI became aware in 2000 that the hijackers had multiple entry visas to enter the U.S. The CIA tracked the individuals through Kula Lumpur Lumpur Lumpur. Why can't I read? <laughs> Kuala Lumpur. There you go. 
because I never yeah. heard of that place. Uh, and no. Bangkok, and noted meetings with Al-Qaeda. A central intelligence aid uh, report containing all this information was sent to the disgraced FBI, but it went missing. <laughs> this is why they're disgraced, I guess. Furthermore, the witness who discusses the CIR was told by CIA officials not to fully cooperate with congressional investigation. This witness claimed that the reason for the CIR going missing was that the agency did not want the disgraced FBI interfering with the CIA operation that was being run domestically in violation of U.S. law. Whoever wrote this is obviously on the CIA side. He hates the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the witnesses say in June 2001, the CIA approached the disgraced FBI counterterrorism squad for a meeting regarding the hijackers. Apparently, the CIA had lost track of the two terrorists and needed the disgraced FBI's help. The CIA lost track of them. It sounds like they're disgraced as well. Like, what the fuck is with this article? Yeah. Hey, I read something just before going on. Someone said that the hijackers actually survived. Like, they're still alive or some shit. Um, I don't know. I Is haven't seen any of that? that. I don't know. There were like, 19. There were 19. Nope. And I think some of them maybe didn't get on their planes or something. Uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, but like, I don't know. This whole thing is kind of weird to me. Like, for one, I would think not being from the U.S., if someone says, uh... Oh, so I'm just gonna if I if I uh, hijack uh, an airplane, fly over um, American airspace to for whatever reason doesn't matter. W- would I make it to where I want to go? I would guess. Fuck no, they're gonna shoot you down. Like if you don't have a permission, if they don't like, that's super weird to me. That because it seems like the U.S. would have the intelligence and and the military. Com- capacity to take defend themselves against anyone who flies in there you know it was domestic planes and i guess i guess because civilians were on there i mean the the um and i'm just being you know why they wouldn't have done it but uh yeah yeah well that makes sense i i guess but they're dying anyway yeah, yeah, they're dying anyways, right? So it's like, you know what I mean? Not shooting it down so yeah. that you save those but people. But also then, okay, I'll, I'll I'll argue the point that maybe they don't know where they're going to crash the plane, if they're going to crash the plane. So that's right. why they don't shoot it down, right? But also, how how is it... Uh, how do you hijack a plane? How do you even... Get, like, I don't see how that's possible. Without know. any help from like someone on the inside, like right. What did they even have? Box cutters or something? Like you took over a whole plane with box cutters? I don't know. Wasn't there one plane who actually didn't? So well, that I think it it crashed, but it crashed in the field. Yes, exactly. The, the passengers attacked the terrorists. Or... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the um. Yeah, they, uh, the one dude was on the phone with his wife. There's actually, I think, footage. So that guy, that's where that saying, let's roll, c- 
came from. Apparently, that guy used to say it all the time. And oh. he called his wife, and he was like, hey, uh, uh, you know, the plane's being hijacked, this and that. And then you can hear him on the phone being like, we're going to, you know, go or whatever. Let's roll. And he hung up, and... Uh, then that was oh, it to go and attack the yeah hijackers? yeah but that or was like his, that was like his statement <laughs> anyway that he used to say all the time i think yeah yeah and then just in that uh situation he he said it again to his wife but he's like wow what a gangster man that's some that's some fucking uh what's the movie bruce willis yippee motherfucker die hard die hard there's some <laughs> die hard shit right yeah there. <laughs> let's that's, roll like how, that's the thing though like you said there are uh Tons of people on all of these flights. Yeah. Nobody uh, at any point was like, let's try and stop these people. Well, I mean, if they had guns. I, I don't think, how would you get a gun on the plane? That, that's the thing. I would assume they had guns because no one stopped them, right? I hey, everybody. This show is brought to you by Nanobella. You've heard about CBD, but... You need to know about CBG, which is another cannabinoid. Nanobella actually has a patented nanomulsion technology that breaks the CBG down into tiny molecules. That way, they work faster. Also, combined with premium ingredients, it's more bioavailable. So, this actually comes, this is called the Sublime Elixir. This is for people like me that did action sports most of their lives and landed on their head. And now, for some reason, my knee hurts also. So, I take this to help uh, relieve the inflammation and make it feel a little bit better. This actually comes in a nice little dispenser. It's got a little squeeze thing on the side. Two drops under the tongue and you're good. Now, if you're a lightweight in the marijuana department and you like to eat edibles and then be like this edible is not shit and then you eat another edible and then you're like oh no i'm in trouble guess what you never thought it would come but here it is here's the product for you they call it green landings okay but i call it narcanabis so what actually happens is the cbg binds to the thc so it actually lessens your high or at least like flattens it out i've been told uh, by Sothi, the owner, that actually people that smoke all day, <clears throat> not me, uh, other people that smoke all day, use this so that they get like a more even high and they are more focused and still high. Your mind's blown. I know. But I think at least if you're one of those people that likes to eat edibles and then get out of hand... This is a product for you. Now, you can actually get a 15% discount by using the code CLINT15. C-L-I-N-T-1-5 at checkout at nanobella.com. You're welcome. But then how did, did you get the gun into the airport without help? Right. Or, may, I mean, is it maybe it's this simple. Because I know the airport, uh, Stockholm's airport, Orlando. Uh -huh. If you go there, I, I'm pretty sure that you could probably just cut through the fence and just run into the uh, to the airstrip. Yeah. I, I mean, it's possible, right? Probably. I mean, it's possible, you, I guess. But I, I don't know. It's weird to me. Either way, it's, it's kind of weird. 
And but even if you do that, then someone would have seen you coming, right? You would think so. Yeah, and you guys have, uh, or supposedly you have good security. Oh, the best. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like in Sweden, I understand if it happened here, because no one has guns. Like the police have guns, but I don't think there's like a bunch of police officers with guns at the airport. But in the US, I would assume there's some people there with some guns. Like that's a good in every airport. I'm trying to think. Last time I went through, I didn't really pay attention for guns. I know I don't think the TSA people do, but I would imagine yeah. somewhere there's people there. You would hope. We would hope so, but actually, maybe not before nine eleven. Didn't you guys change the? Yeah, oh yeah, flying got after, way yeah. tighter after nine eleven. Because prior, yeah. it was like you could have people walk you to the frigging gate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but weird. still, I don't think you know. I'm pretty sure they would be, you know, checking your stuff. They're not, um, just letting you go through with whatever you know. Yeah, it yeah. I mean, there's always been some security at the airports. I assume, maybe not. Hijackers reassured pilot while they stabbed stewardess. Uh, is this something I gotta pay for? Yeah. Okay, we're out. He of stabbed there. a stewardess, and he was reassuring the pilot. It says, maybe we can just get. The pilot of the first aircraft to hit New York's World Trade Center was told that he was not going to get hurt as Arab hijackers <laughs> stabbed the stewardess in the rear of the plane to lure him out of the cockpit. Yeah, stabbed, so... Uh, hmm. So, uh, 50, John, another crazy name, 50, a Vietnam veteran... Veteran had the presence of mind to activate the push-to-talk button intermittently so that the authorities on the ground could listen to the horrific events unfolding. Oh, so there's actually, there's some audio? Yeah. So they could actually hear it live? Yeah, let's see if we can... I spell audio instead of audio. Mm. Everybody's watching me spell stuff wrong. Um, I don't see. Of course, they don't have it. Uh, just easily, easily accessible. Um, okay. So, yeah, now here's another, the gray zone, bombshell filing, 9-11 hijackers were CIA recruits. I think this is more of a direct. A newly released court filing raises the questions about the relationship between Alex Station, a CIA unit set up to track al-Qaeda, Chief Osama bin Laden, and his associates. Yeah, this is more direct than what that other article mentioned that guy briefly, yeah. but... And the two 9-11 hijackers leading up to the attacks, which was subject to a cover-up at the highest levels of the F the disgraced FBI. They didn't say it. Right. Is the same dude who wrote No, it? I had <laughs> I added it myself. <laughs> Obtained by Spy Talk, the filing in a 21-page declaration by Don Canestra 
Canastereo, I don't know, a leading investigator of the official military commissions, the legal body overseeing the cases of 9-11 defendants. It summarized classified government discovery disclosures and private interviews he conducted with anonymous high-ranking CIA and FBI officials. Many agents who spoke to whatever the hell the guy's name is, headed up operations on Operation Encore. The bureau the bureau's aborted long-running probe into Saudi government connections to the 9/11 attack. Um, that's weird that they stopped that investigation. Despite yeah. conducting multiple lengthy interviews with a range of witnesses producing hundreds of pages of evidence, form formally investigating uh, several Saudi officials and launching a grand jury to probe a uh, ride-run U.S.-based support network for the hijackers. Encore was abruptly terminated 2016. This was uh, purportedly due to a Byzantine intra-FBI bust-up over investigative methods Jesus. when originally released in 2021 on the uh, office's public court docket every part of the document was redacted except an uh, unclassified marking giving it explosive contents contents it is not difficult to see why canistero's investigation concluded at least two 9-11 hijackers had been recruited either knowingly or unknowingly into the joint CIA-Saudi intelligence operation, which may have gone awry. It says a 50-50 chance of Saudi involvement. But, so, the CIA did have a... They did have contact with these people, which is, like, in the U.S., for all of the uh, tracking abilities that we have, for all of the su surveillance precautions that we've put into place, all of these school shooters, all of these hijackers, all of these big events, the people that uh, perpetrate the events have some sort of connection or contact or involvement with the CIA or the FBI. Every single one has somehow either been looked into by the CIA or the FBI, or they yeah. were some kind of informant, or they were in some kind of program at some point. Like, Yeah. There, there are so many... Dude, do you remember that Vegas shooting that happened yeah. a couple years ago? This is, my, this is my point. All of these things. It's... I mean, but there is also, like, you would think that maybe they do it smarter in some of them. But, like, the Vegas one was so weird because he was in a hotel room, right? In oh, Vegas. Yeah. Where you can't open the windows in the hotel room in Vegas on, like, the 20th floor or whatever the fuck he was at. And yeah. also, how did you get, like, there was there was just fucking 50 things that didn't make sense. Well, he had massive amounts of guns in there. Yeah, it was like an army. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. I, I don't know. Um, all right, this one doesn't. 
Let's see. Okay, so we got a. Um, I have a picture pulled up now, where mm, let's see. You can. I mean, maybe they are actually cutting the stuff down, and that's what this says. This is not the one that I was looking for originally. Okay, here you go. I found a good one. So, here is a picture. Oh, shit. You can even see on this one. Oh, is that beam? Yeah. I mean, why are all these beams straight? Yo, see? Why did it just go away? Oh, he came back. I was like... (laughs) I was like, they're fucking with me. Okay, look at all those beams. I'll zoom in some more. The tops of all these beams look like they got cut. Yeah, they're like clean, yeah. clean cuts. Straight across. This is, and they're still standing. The whole building fell down, and those things are just sitting there like that. And everything was supposed to twist and fall. Yeah, that's weird, man. So that not... Wasn't there a guy? There was some, uh, not only one guy, but there was a lot of like, uh, what would you call them? Like construction people. Um, Oh yeah, like uh, demolition like, people demolition and stuff that are like, yeah, like exactly. Here's here's like the that, one that looks like controlled demolition for sure. Here, this is just some random lady uh, on uh, Instagram. Yeah, you know, like why are all those things about even and just sitting there and flush at the top? Coincidence, man. There's, you know, must be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know what's what's weird to me is the stuff that is is like, because uh, these things you could probably argue you can find experts that will say it looks normal, it looks whatever, but the the stuff that's super like weird to me are like they found one of the dude's passports. It's like, wait, what? Didn't the plane just fucking go up in flames? They found multiple. But his, pa- his passport is like is. is it's like a kryptonite yeah. to fire and explosions. Like it just I, I fell down say, on the ground next to someone. I want to say they f- they found more than one. I want to say they found one in New York and they found one in like by the Pentagon or something. And it's like I'm sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden these like how often nobody else's passports were found. They found one passport from there was 200 people on this plane. They found one passport happens to be from the. Uh, Hijack. Yeah, I was like Bin Laden's cousin or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of, of, of course they found it. As we, dude, I it, it, there's a creepy thing. I, I don't know if you ever uh, saw this. Do you know the Microsoft Word uh, thing on the 9-11? No. Okay, so I, I'll, I'll look. I think I have it here. Hold on. Um, I know people can't see what I'm doing on my computer, but uh, Microsoft Word 9 11. So, do you have Microsoft Word on your computer? I don't think I do. Maybe oh, send it to me, see if I can open it. But I don't have it on mine. Uh, so, but apparently, if you go, and I've seen, I've actually done this before. If you go to Microsoft Word, and you type in, uh, hold on, where is it? You type in, uh, 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 where the fuck did it go? Oh, here it is. So you go to Microsoft Word, you type in, in capital letters, Q P 
33NY, which is the flight number of one of the planes. Mm -hmm. And you highlight it, you enlarge the font to 48, and you click on font styles and select wing dings and, and see what pops up. It's freaky as fuck. And apparently this was there before 9-11 is what people are saying, that you could do this before 9-11. And what comes up is like the symbols and there's an airplane and then there's two like, a, like it's supposed to be two towers. And then there's a skull with bones and then the Jewish star. Wow. It's so weird, man. I saw this a couple of years ago. I was like, what the fuck? Because that's the actual flight number of, of the plane. Right. Dude. Are you, do you, are you using Word? Um, I don't have, I was looking for it, but oh, I you don't, don't have, have it. Ah, shit. Or you could probably just put a, like someone would have done that and uh, made a video. Yeah, I'm sure see. you can find it. I do have a video of a demolition expert pulled up. All right. Uh, let me see. Am I for anyone watching? If you, I think if you Google 9 11 wing dings conspiracy, you can find it. There you go. Wind wing dings predicted 9 11. Yeah. yeah, in 1992, uh, days after Windows 3.1 was released, it was <clears throat> revealed that typing in the letters NYC and Wingdings, Microsoft, all symbols font, produced the following anti-Semitic or Jewish conspiracy-backed text, depending on who you ask. Yeah, it's a skull and bones, Jewish star, and a thumbs up. Microsoft... Yeah, did you see the one with the plane? No. Oh, if you, maybe if you just go on pictures. You'd see it. Um, well, I got a thing that has a bunch of... Uh, Microsoft insisted that the arrangement of glyphs was wholly random, which only ended up encouraging the wing, uh, Wingdings truth seekers, because, of course, that's what someone who hid secret anti-Semitic messages in a nonsensical font would say. There was Dude. even an article in the New York Post about the drama. Huh. Dude, look in the chat. I sent you a link so that you can just see the symbols. And he explains it, I think, too. Right. And there might be a video there. Oh, in the chat on... Uh... <clears throat> yeah, on, uh, on the Zoom. Oh, on Zoom. How the hell... There we go. All right, I'm going to put it up on. Uh... I got a lot of windows open here. Yeah. Why did it just. It didn't copy it. Um, I think that's what I just had open. Is it? Okay, here is a little video for it. Yeah. There's another video that is no longer available. Of course. 
this is kind of similar to that uh, card game that we uh, talked about. Yeah. Before. It's like before it happened, you know? Yeah. The card game, we looked it up, it was like uh, $400 or something. $400? Wasn't it? Uh, we found one. Nah, so, yes. There, so there was a newer one um, mm. that doesn't have all the stuff. That one's normal price. It was like $20 or something like that. Oh. But then I looked and they're like, no, you want the one from the 90s. And that one, because they don't make it anymore, is up to oh, like really? 250 400 bucks or something like that. Oh, shit. So you have to buy like a used one. like a, like a... Yeah, on eBay or something. Oh, shit. That's interesting. Dude, I might buy one of those. That'd be cool to have. I know. It's almost I, like a, a collector's object. <laughs> I want to uh, get one, but like I said, four, five hundred, whatever, three hundred bucks on a yeah, game right seems now. like a lot for a fucking <laughs> card game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was just, a, I don't know. I just remember some dude showing me this this word thing a couple yep. of years ago and i was like that is weird as hell man yeah it's showing the little video that means the microsoft knew it was coming that proves 9-11 was an inside job if they did it in i mean i don't know that any of this proves anything but so uh isn't bill gates microsoft see that's what's so interesting that that's what's who who's Microsoft? You have to look at who it is, you know. I thought Bill Gates. That's was so interesting. Who owns Microsoft? I don't know if he owns it anymore, but he used to. He's the founder, isn't he? Yeah, he's I the CEO so. and founder of Microsoft. Even though I think he stole the actual yeah. Uh, um, what do you call it? Yeah, the premise. Programming. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. did hear that as well. Um, there was somebody actually, I wish we had this clip up. There was somebody <laughs> recently that interviewed him and he was saying oh, yeah? all this stuff and he goes, why should we trust you? You stole Microsoft. And he's like, oh, oh, oh that's not how business works and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I saw, didn't I send you that one? Maybe. Like, I saw that a few weeks ago, but then again, you didn't ever know like what, if they, if they flipped that together and yeah. made it look like that, like. It's very hard to to say, but she that lady actually questioned him on the jabs also. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, "Why should we trust you on that? You yeah. you don't have a medical degree or anything like that, exactly. and you're heavily invested in the in the companies." Dude, you know what's scary? I don't know. Did I tell you this last time? He he put a billion dollars into Heineken recently. Oh yeah. Yeah, so, and it's not just Heineken, because they own a bunch of other uh, beer companies. Right. So, I, I I don't know what his plan is, but I was like, maybe maybe I should stop drinking Heineken. Yeah, GMO beers is what he's going to do. M mRNA beers, probably. probably. Yeah, yeah, probably, man. So, top Microsoft shareholders. Um, and this is just companies that own a lot of shares for them. I mean, there are some uh, Satya... Nadella uh, owns 1,337,768 shares of Microsoft, representing 0.02. That's it. Um, 
He has served as Chief Executive Officer of Microsoft since 2014. Bradford mm. L. Smith. Um, Smith is President and Chief Legal Officer of the company. There you go. That's all the people. Jean Philippe Cortis um, is Executive Vice President and President Microsoft Global Sales. Top three institutional shareholders. There you go. That's what I was looking at. You're never going to believe it. Vanguard Group. Oh, no. BlackRock. Oh, I'm shocked. I'm so shocked. <laughs> right, isn't this weird? <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> State, State Street Corporation, which I don't know what that is. And, oh, never mind. Why is this even in, we're looking at shareholders, right? And then the next paragraph here is diversity and inclusiveness of Microsoft. Where, what? What does that have to do with anything here? This, nobody asked that. It makes zero sense. Um, and then they even have a chart here that says Microsoft diversity and inclusiveness reporting. Board of directors. It says race, there's no check. Gender, there's a check. I don't know what that what? means. General management. Uh, there's a check, but it says U.S. only. And then there's a check under gender. So I don't even understand what this fucking thing is supposed to be showing us. Uh, you just ha they just have to be woke <laughs> at all, like on every level, you know? They just have to be like, listen, we're hiring people you wouldn't hire, okay? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dude, by, by the way, you know, last uh, last week we talked about that. Uh, what's, the, what's the fucking guy again? Who was sponsored by Bud Light? Oh, uh, Dylan. M Mulaney. Mulvaney. Yeah. Mulvaney, yeah, and uh, did you see that? So Bud Light. Uh, oh, their new I think commercial. They saw a drop in nearly in nearly twenty percent drop in sales, and then they did a new commercial that was like oh, super yeah. patriotic. It was like with a damn horse and yeah. the nine eleven thing and all this stuff, <laughs> trying to repair the damage they've done. Dude, I saw kind of um, Rogan was talking about it and he they were like ah. they were like this is basically if you like typed into um chat GPT and was like make me the most American Budweiser commercial ever. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they're just like yeah. and it doesn't really say anything the whole time. Have you seen it? I I didn't see the whole thing but nearly they don't say it's just like horses and this and that and they're just yeah. like made in America. Yeah. yeah. Fucking <laughs> horses <laughs> and fucking... shit. Like it doesn't actually say <laughs> horses and shit. It's just like this beard <laughs> is made for men and you know, it's like okay. We put a damn stallion on the commercial. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. We're like, you but that's like that's like cheating anything. on your wife. You cheat on your wife, but then the, like a week later, because she's still mad, you buy her a bunch of shit that you think that she would like. Yeah. To make up for you fucking someone else. It's just... And you're like, I'm the best husband ever. Check me out. Yeah. <laughs> Check me out. Father of the year. Husband of the year. All right. I'm going to play <laughs> this demolition expert. Uh, yes. Explosive expert. Back to the topic, man. We keep <laughs> to different shit. <laughs> 
tribute lights in the New York skyline. How long An is this? Two hours. We're not going to make it. To the lives lost on 9-11. Yet, there's still more light that needs to shine. Revealing truths that... And when I'm I skipping saw in. Building 7 come down, uh, to me, Building 7, the fact that it looks like a, a perfect controlled demolition of an intact building with no visible fires. I mean, that's what I call a smoking gun. Uh, my name is Robert McCoy. I'm an architect, a Bachelor of Architecture from the University of California in Berkeley in 1963. Been licensed in California since about 1964. From about 1965 until about 1985, my, most of my experience has been in high-rise, multi-story steel buildings. NIST would have us to believe that, that, that these were was a typical office fire, scattered office fires, if you will, that brought this building down. Since the mid-60s, I've tried to follow high-rise fires because they're something we worry a lot about as we design these buildings. And, and I'm not aware of any high-rise building that have come down as a result of fires. I can't remember even a partial collapse in any of these buildings that I've watched over the years. I'm Steve Barish, uh, founder and president of was the the tower seven what because uh, uh, i don't know i can't i don't know the different towers and all that but the tower seven wasn't that the one with where there was like no plane there's a building i'm pretty sure there was a building in between <laughs> towers one and two and tower seven it's like around the block it's oh, not oh, even it's oh not, so if the plane would have it would have crashed into the other building like it's not even it literally got hit by nothing and how did they explain that then? Just the fire, you know, like it, it, it just it just caught fire. It caught fire and collapsed. Like nothing hit it. the The issue is that they paint, and this is what they do with everything. They paint enough of you being a scumbag just for asking these questions that yeah. nobody wants to ask the question. You know, like, yeah, of course. like um, just like when um, <clears throat> DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field, right? And people are like, mm. did he get the jab? And everybody's like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you for asking? What, why is it such a harm to ask? Like, you're not a scumbag just for asking. If, the, if no. something went on and you can uh, figure out what it is and possibly prevent it in the future... It seems like a worthwhile conversation <laughs> to have. Yeah. But they See, like, no, you dude, your volume just went way down. Really? I actually can't hear you anymore. Hello. Turn it up more. Check, I can kind of hear you. Now can you hear hey. Kind of. Only kind of? Oh, now I can. Yeah, you're back. That's weird. Weird, man. I'll, I'll turn my volume up, actually. They're fucking with us. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, to me, anything that you can't question, need, that's what needs to be questioned. That's the, the whole thing, right? Yeah. That's the so, bullshit about uh, trust the science. You're not allowed to um, ask any questions of science. I thought that's what science was, was... You question it. Finding something, and then you go, okay, can we replicate this? Okay, does this make sense? Okay. Exactly. Uh, are there any other, you know what I mean, factors like? Yeah. 
But that Tower 7 is the weirdest thing to me because if no matter how you... So what? It's just a fire. So Larry was cooking on floor 9 and he just forgot the stove. Like, what do you mean? It was just a fire. I assume they maybe want to pretend like uh, stuff shot out of um, the the buildings hit maybe and then stuff shot out oh, of there the onto the... But why didn't any other house? There, there's tons of buildings around there. There would have been other buildings that would have been fucked up also. Exactly. Um, let's see. It. This is a long story here. Uh, the 47-story model calculation showed that the combination of debris, impact damage, fire, induced damage, and thermal loads resulted in the global collapse in the global what the hell why would they have global in there collapse of world <laughs> trade center 7 the key events that occurred in the global analysis are summarized below <laughs> they keep saying global uh, the initial failure event was the bucking of column 79 this event was followed by the buckling of adjacent columns 80 and 81. The floor framing structure was thermally weakened at floors 8 to 14, with the most substantial damage occurring in the east region of floors 12, 13, and 14. Yeah, but, uh, again, like, they're just saying... Debris. It, it didn't even get down. hit from a plane. They're just saying debris from the other buildings fell onto that building and then it got hot enough to fall straight down. And it's a steel building. Yeah. Uh, see, the, I don't even know what to say to that. The, like, the, I never actually. That's uh, just. Uh, don't don't every like I, I don't even live in the US and I'm like what the fuck don't people who live there like question this stuff like I know a lot of people are you but no because it seemed to me most people would not is most. there a video of it uh, of it going of down yeah yeah uh, yeah because wasn't there one is it the Pentagon that has no video footage of yeah their cameras the went out well yeah just like Epstein. Yeah. Dude, so when I go I'm in the thing, when I go to look at videos, it brings up again, uh, view result, view video, video results on Bing or Google. I can't even do it here. What the? So the thing I was just playing, they had, um, they had just played uh, the towers collapsing. They played it next to another building collapsing. And oh, when to I compare. Saw yeah. Building seven come down. Uh, okay, so right now on the thing. Building seven, the fact that it there you go. They're showing it next to another. Of an intact I can't see it live. No. Uh, people watching can see it, I'm sure. From Are you on the um, YouTube? Yeah, it's like, it's like a minute behind or something. Yeah, alright. 
think they're going to show it. Yeah, and it's not even, it's barely smoking from the backside when it falls. That's what I call a smoking gun. Uh, my name is Actual Failure. Uh, you carefully go through the debris field, uh, looking at each item, photographing every beam as it collapsed and every uh, uh, column where it is in the ground, and you pick them up very carefully and you oh, uh, look at each element. We were unable to do that in the case of Tower 7. Aside from this one small piece that was found to have intergranular melting, incredibly, none of the steel, none of the other it steel from World Trade Center 7 was saved for analysis. This is disconcerting, considering World Trade Center 7 would have been the first steel frame high-rise building in history to ostensibly collapse due to fire. There you go. Yeah, I saw it. This is two hours of uh, demolit experts, explosive experts and demolition experts and building uh, <clears throat> architects discussing the likelihood of all this shit. Yeah, but it's super, it's super weird. Even to me, I'm not in any way an expert on buildings, but a building who's, that stands like this. And then it gets hit like this, right? And then it just crumbles straight yeah. down. Well, think it's about very, very weird to me. Yeah, and it was far. I could see <clears throat> maybe if the planes hit at the base, right? Yeah, and then maybe, you got maybe then, and yeah. then you got fire because it's weak from the from the base, right? But it's like three quarters of the way up those planes hit. So you're telling me that the last, whatever, 20 or 30 stories crunched was heavy enough to totally just smash the bottom floors? Yeah, in that case, it seems like the building were about to come down either way, <laughs> if it's that weak, to right. hold its own weight. But then yeah. there was also witnesses saying that they heard explosions before the plane hit. And, and you could kind of, like I saw a video of it before where you can kind of see some weird stuff coming from the more of yeah. uh, the bottom of the buildings but then they explain it with saying like well you can't trust witnesses yeah well there's even which videos... is true in, in a lot of cases witnesses get shit wrong but that's true i don't know um and there are even uh there's a bunch of the original newscasts that are gone because if you watch I've seen some of them where they're talking to people on the street and they're like, we heard explosions inside the building from the uh, yeah. live news from that day. But it's very hard to find now. And obviously they're going to try to send me to Bing or fucking Google to find it. Yeah, of course. Of course. And someone said this. Uh, t this is way, way back. But I heard or saw a video or something. They said like a week or a couple of weeks before this happened, they blocked off a, a few of the floors to to do something in there. I don't know what they were doing, but really? like basically no employees could go in those floors. So then the theory was that what they did is they put bombs in there. Right. Before, like, yeah. So, um... Uh, Mike, the guy that I did 
Free Thinker Society with, he actually was going to culinary school in New York. And he's never really, really elaborated on it. But he said that during this whole thing, they ran down there to try to help. And he said when he got under some buildings, there was some a lot of shit there that they were like, what the fuck is going on? And he even uh, says he heard, um, you know, explosions. Wait, so he was like in the neighborhood? Yeah. Like he was around the corner? Yeah. What the fuck? That must have been crazy. Yeah. It is true what they say, you know, 9-11 is one of those days where you remember exactly what you were doing. Yeah. I was I was 11 years old when that happened. And I remember exactly where I was at. I'm 10 years older than you. You were 21 when it happened. Yeah. I was 21. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is kind of crazy. I mean, well, obviously, it's fucking crazy. But, but the whole thing, I mean, at the end of it all, uh, some very wealthy people make tons of money on wars, right? The yeah. war on terror. People are profiting from that. Well, and they even push the Patriot Act through. Oh, yeah, that, that's the one that says that they can spy on, on yeah. you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm on Rumble now. We might be able to actually find something on here about it. Mm. Uh, original news reports. 911, let's see. Not very good at too much news report. Original news footage. Return, the return of our original DNA. That, I don't see. What the? Uh, there you go. No. Well, I mean, either way, if you don't, I, I, I believe you. I mean, there's tons of videos that you can't find these days. I know. Well, that's. <clears throat> one of the yeah it is interesting the news reports we'll have to find that shit but i mean this is my whole thing everybody has had that we're supposed to have all this fucking great we've passed all these bills so we can spy on ourselves you know yeah. and uh we're following all this shit and all any uh they found everybody from January 6th and locked them up. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then yeah. we, we have hijackers in the United States with fake-ass passports. And they have some kind of association with CIA. And we're just... Everybody's just like, no, that's not what happened. You know, I think that the reason these things work and the reason they can get away with this stuff is because you and I could never, ever, ever imagine doing something like that or, or allowing it to happen. Let's say, best case scenario, right? They didn't do it, but they just um, didn't stop it. Yeah. Right? So, they ena enabled it. Right. Let's say they didn't even. Let's go benefit of the doubt for them. 
they didn't mm. even they didn't even do it themselves okay they or they didn't even ate them they just were like yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know spinning their whistle or whatever they were yeah. doing <laughs> like you can't convince me that that's not what happened yeah it's well, just i mean these things, all of these things, this is the same with the pandemic and, and with all of these huge things to someone who has never looked into anything before. It sounds so ridiculous that people go, ah, that's, that's some shit. Like yeah. th that's how would you orchestrate that? And that's why they can orchestrate it because people are like, that sounds like sci-fi or fantasy. Like this sounds too ridiculous. Yeah. You know? And that's why it works. That's what I think. No, for sure. And like I said, the guilt thing. And it's the same, uh, like, so the same thing they did with Alex Jones, right? They sued him for the um, Sandy Hook thing because he said Sandy Hook was probably, was a false yeah. flag or whatever. And so then they sue him, which I don't even understand really the pre the, they sued him for like anguish or something. Not even for lying, not for like, I, I'm pretty sure the lawsuit was like being distraught or something. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, because they don't have actual information that what he's saying is false. They can't just. It's more like he hurts some people's feelings. Exactly. And that's like yeah. what he got sued for, which is yeah. like. Okay, how, how does that work? People, I thought you were allowed to yeah. say bullshit, you know what I mean? As long as you're not directly, physically hurting somebody. Or like now we're to yeah. the point where you can't even question stuff because people will get upset about it. Yeah. Also, oh. didn't he get sued for like, like a billion dollars or some ridiculous amount of money? I want to say it was for this. For what? I think it was for the Sandy Hook thing. Oh no, it was. I'm just saying. Oh that yeah, they wanted it was him something to pay ridiculous. A billion dollars. It was some crazy amount of money. Uh, what what happened to that? He did he did he actually lose the case or what? I don't know. So here's a good article. You'll like this one. It's from uh, oh NBC News. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> Alex Jones lawsuit. Losses are not enough. Defamation lawsuits are uh, vital tools, but they are not solutions to the lie machines built by American savvy, cynical misinformation profits. What do we need to do? We need to lock them up. It needs to be against the law I mean, to say anything. Like, what are these people going for? Well, yeah, that's what they want. Right? Yes. If you. If you go against the agenda, then you're going to get locked up. But you have to also look at Alex Jones. Maybe he said some crazy shit, but also he was fucking right about some crazy shit. Too. A lot of stuff. Like, that's what I'm saying. A like, long time ago. Dude, wasn't it like 30, 20, 30 years ago when he went to that? Uh, what's that meeting in the woods? Um, the, the elite pedophiles have I was they just worship Moloch or some shit? Yeah, I was just going to say it and I forgot. Uh, it's called something. It's like Bohemian Burning Man Grove. For, for Bohemian Grove. Yeah. 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 He actually he was right about that. He got in there with a camera and filmed it. Yeah. And it's so. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yes, you're right. A billion. 
A Connecticut jury on Wednesday ordered conspiracy theorist Alec Jones to pay nearly a billion for defamation, defaming the families of 2012 Sandy Hook shooting. Uh, given Jones' wealth, which was estimated at $135 million to $270 million if you include his media company, the verdict would seem bound to put Jones out of business. Yeah. Well, obviously what they're trying to do. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, here was this. Misinformation purveyors often use a variety of rhetoric rhetorical techniques to create misleading impressions without making demonst without making demonstrably false statements Ugh, statements see it's not demonstrably false yeah okay so i mean you can't disprove him that's why it's a defamation you're just like you made us Look bad. Bad. Yeah. It, isn't that weird? I thought about this before. So uh, a, qu a quick example, right? If in, in Sweden, I know our governments are very different, but at the very top, they're probably the same. They're run uh, by the same people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if I, I run a business, right? So uh, I'll give you an example of a stupid fucking thing we have here. So if I buy a car on the company or I lease a car on the company, which I do, they require you to uh, keep track of, because if you lease it on the company, Business it's tax miles. deductible. Yeah. So you're not allowed to drive it privately. Right. So if I don't keep track of that and they do like a revision of my company, they're going to ask me for like uh, e either digital or just a handwritten book on like all yeah. the, all, all the mileage I put on the car. Yep. So I'm guilty without proof. So if, cause I have a private car also. So if I can't prove that I only drive my van at work, I'm guilty, but they don't have to prove that I'm guilty. Right. So it's like, you're guilty before proven. What is that thing? You're innocent, you're supposed to be in, innocent yeah. to proven guilty. Right. Yeah. But, when it comes to the government, it's the opposite. Yeah. <clears throat> I just did taxes and the same thing. They're like, do you have proof that this was... And I was like, no, what the fuck would I have? Like, this is exactly. not a... I, it's not a semi. And it's like, just because I had a semi and I had a logbook doesn't mean the logbook couldn't be falsified as well. Like, what are you trying to do here? Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so uh, disturbing when you start thinking about it. Like... For example, if I if I have to pay some sort of tax or anything, if I'm late to pay or even a ticket or anything like that that comes from the government, if I'm late to pay it, let's say this actually happened to me before. So we have these, um, and if you go to Stockholm, they have these things that if you drive into the city, there's a thing that scans your uh, license number, license plate, mm -hmm. and then they bill you like 30 it'll be like three or four dollars every time you cross right. and go in and out of the city uh if you're late to pay that even if it's only three dollars or like five dollars they will add fifty dollars extra onto your bill if you're late to pay it yeah but then if the government owes me money 
because I pay too much taxes. They can wait like six months before they pay me. Yeah. And they're not adding like an extra 50 bucks or like, you know, anything to be like, hey, sorry, we're late. I got like, a good it's one just, for you. Know, you. Rules for thee, not for me, kind of thing. I got a good one. Uh, one year I paid my taxes and they accepted it. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay. And then the following year, come tax season, they're like, hey, you underpaid us by $1,000. And I'm like, oh, okay, my bad. So then when I go to pay them, they're like, you need to pay us now uh, $1,300. And I'm like, what? how am I penalized when you guys accepted the original payment and you waited a year? They, they charged me a year's interest. But nobody said anything to me over that oh, last so year. So why am I getting charged? You guys accepted it. And then yeah. a full year later, you go, oh, we fucked up last year. You owe us more money. Here's interest on it because you didn't pay it then, but we agreed to what you paid. There was another tax yeah. thing. What the hell was the other tax thing that happened? I actually have three because I got a, another one that's good too. Uh, oh, they, one year, I did my taxes. They sent me a check. And I didn't mm -hmm. cash the check. I just was like, I don't know if I trust this or whatever. No lie, dude. Uh, like two months later, they wrote me back saying that they needed more money for, from me. <laughs> what? Yeah, they're like, oh, we messed up. You owe us this much. And I'm like, okay. Like, who the fuck sends you a... Wouldn't you check your numbers before you cut checks? Yeah. You would think? Um, yeah. Like, he, here's my last yeah. one. I had a um, business in New Jersey a long time ago before I moved away called uh, East Coast de Nostra. And we used to do videos. We do like mm. uh, dirt bike DVDs and stuff. So then we got rid of that. It was, I think, maybe LLC or something. So then we got rid of that. And we this show is brought to you by Hero Soap Company. Do you like America and being clean? Hero Soap Company is the soap for you. It was established in 2018 by military veterans. They give a portion of the profits to charities that help homeless veterans, military, and first responders. The soaps are made from natural ingredients and free from harsh chemicals. They are infused with essential oils and or premium grade fragrances. They come in a resealable weather resistant package, like a little Ziploc bag. That way if you're camping, if you're deployed, whatever, you can stick the soap right back in the bag. The soap is made in small batches in the USA. You could say it's artisan. Maybe it's artisan, I don't know. I think that just means someone did it by hand. It could be artisan. Uh, for each new subscription, if you subscribe to get um, soap sent to you monthly, then a bar will be donated to troops deployed overseas. And now you can actually get a small discount by using the code CLINT, C-L-I-N-T, at checkout. And yes, I will get a little cut of it. I believe it's 15%. So go there and use the code, get some money off, and support uh, America and veterans. Okay, guys, enjoy. Filled out all the paperwork to get rid of it and did everything. And this is in 2005, six, 
seven maybe. Um, mm -hmm. So then I go, when I move back up to New Jersey, I go to start a business. And when I go in, they're like, oh, you never closed this other business from 2007. And we're like, yeah, we did. So they're like, well, no, you didn't. So you got to pay us. They don't even know what I have to pay. Some years you'll have to pay $750 for that year. Some years you'll have to pay $250 for that year. They ended up being like I owed them like I had to pay to open the case for them to evaluate it to then figure out what I owed. And we talked to an accountant and he's like, don't pay any of that. So now I can't open a business in New Jersey because they're trying to get like... What? They're trying to get like $2,000 back taxes on a business that they now admit. We go, we filed all the stuff. They go, all your paperwork was filled out except for this last signature that needed to be done by your accountant. And the accountant never did it. Um, but they can see that we filed for everything to be closed down. And we did everything we needed to do. And one signature is missing and they're like, this is still open. So if you want to start a business, you have to pay us for the past 10 years. We're not sure exactly what you're going to owe us per year. It's different per year. And we're like, you can clearly see that I didn't make any money with this business over the past, whatever it was, 12 years yeah. or something. Yeah. And then they, but then they sit there and they go, fucking peasants. Like it's, dude, I'll, I'll tell you a story. Cause I think I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think Sweden is at the like top five countries of highest taxes in the world. So if you look at like income tax, we right. pay like 30%, 33%, like that. <clears throat> so I run a business. So me and uh, uh, a dude I work with, we did the calculations on this and just to make it very easy to see because they, they're like, oh, yeah, we pay 33% taxes, but that's not like too bad, you know. But then we get taxed on everything that we buy. And if you look at gas, for example, that's like one of the worst ones. So I said, if if I want $10 from my business before I pay my income tax, that's going to cost my business about 16 or 17 dollars so from 16 or 17 dollars i'm left with 10 dollars and then they put the income tax on me which leaves me with like 67 uh 6.7 dollars and then let's say i want to go get gas yeah. for that six dollars i pay 6.7 dollars the gas i get is only worth like two bucks because yeah the the tax on gas here is like 60 or 65 percent of the price it's just tax and then recently when they upped the fucking you know the gas prices from like i guess it was like because so we do liters not gallons but i think a gallon is probably four liters something like that yeah we used to pay like a dollar twenty dollar thirty per liter and now it's like $2 per liter, which would be $8 per gallon. Yeah. And and the the politicians is like, because like, we had an election. It was last year we had the election. And they're like, oh, we're going to lower, you know, we're going to make sure people can afford gas and all this. And I'm like, they haven't done shit about it. And I'm like, well, that's super easy. Just cut the tax. 65% of that shit is just a tax. 
well, if you it's want like, to help us, cut the shit. Like, yeah. Well, how do how are these fuel companies making record profits? Shouldn't they still yeah. be making the same profits? Yeah, how, it's the same with the ele electricity. Yeah, in Sweden also, like the the this the government owned like electricity company. Uh, they made a fucking ton tons of money last year. Yeah. Whereas, like, people that I know had to sell their houses cause, to pay for electricity. Like, people can't afford to stay in their houses anymore because the electricity is so, so crazy. Yeah. Dude, it's such and a it's joke. Just, it's, yeah. It's got to be blatant. There's no way that all this shit, you know, and like, just even the 9 11 thing, right? Like, those people just wasted those lives to push forward some agenda. Yeah, you know, like that's why made... nobody can. That's why nobody can wrap their head around it being orchestrated, right? Because you're just like, yeah. There's no way Bush would do that. Would allow that. There's no way all these people would allow that to happen. But we just don't understand, I guess. Well, yeah. If you're not an evil bastard, then how how can you? You can't put yourself into that frame of mind. Whereas, like who would do this you right. can't right but then if you look on the on the end of it it's the same with the pandemic look at the beginning yeah, of the exactly. pandemic look at the end who got all the money and the power it's, the rich people that. that stand to benefit from wars as well of, of course it's super profitable to to go to war i mean and and that one after 9 11 that's when afghanistan happened right yeah they said Look I just the, the opiate fucking uh, markets. Well, that's so every time we've been in a war since like I don't know about Korea, but def <clears throat> definitely Vietnam, maybe Korea. I'm not even sure. But when we were in Vietnam, Vietnam was the biggest yeah. producer of poppies, which makes yeah. heroin. <laughs> Afghanistan. Yeah. Guess what they were? Biggest producer mm -hmm. of heroin. Like, yeah. we just keep invading these places that make the most drugs and then uh, controlling it ourselves. Like, how about that whole thing? Like, just the war on drugs and just uh, them then going and equestering these places that had a lot of drugs. And then over here, they're pushing that don't do drugs, but then selling it. So yeah. I do have another friend. Um, that I know from Georgia that was in uh, the Coast Guard. I want to say mm -hmm. he was in the Coast Guard. I don't think he was actually in the Navy. And they were on some boat, and he went and opened... Uh, um, this is... And I trust the guy. He is a little bit crazy now. But um, he said he opened the door, and there was a bunch of like uh, drugs in there, like pot or heroin or whatever. And he said something to his, his officer, something when his commander saw him. And uh, he said he, they told him to get out of there. And he said he flipped out on him and was like, we're supposed to be stopping this shit and all this stuff. And he said it was a room full of drugs on the ship after they had been overseas and were coming back. You know, and it's yeah. like. You know, Not surprised, motherfucker. No. And, and they like <laughs> to be like. People can't keep secrets and this and that, but a lot of people disappear. 
you know. So it's like if you whistle blow on any of this stuff, all of a sudden you disappear. Well, it's easy, you know. And the other way is you either disappear or even if you don't, they just do the Alex Jones thing and be like, oh, this yeah. person's insane. They, uh, you know what I mean? They're whatever, conspiracy theorist, kook, and they just discredit yeah. you that way. So, I mean, it's, and then just people's natural tendencies to believe whatever's on the news, you know, mm-hmm. we, which was very um, evident with the, uh, you know, pandemic, which everybody yeah. just falling in line of whatever they said on TV. And you're like, you're not even thinking about any of this stuff or how they, you know, the biggest smoking gun on that one is one Bill Gates said prior that Trump is going to face a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Two, Bill, what the fuck is Bill Gates telling us anything about health? The dude is shaped like a potato. Like, yeah, yeah. he's a walking, he looks like a dead man walking. Like he's, he's just, he's walking diabetes. Like, yeah, he, he looks like he's sick. Like, really sick. Yeah. So, it's just... Yeah. That's funny to me with celebrities in general. People love to be like... We talked about this. So-and-so, The Rock said he's voting for... It's like, he's good at, uh, like, body slamming people. Yeah, and pretending to be other people. What the fuck are you talking about? Who cares what he thinks? Who gives a shit what The Rock thinks? Yeah. He probably knows some of those people. On that drug stuff, too, it's... It's actually fucking tragic. My da- so my dad is he's actually a therapist, uh, psychologist. Which uh, yeah, that doesn't matter. But so my dad's best friend only two weeks ago killed himself, mm. uh, and he's been he's been like uh, suffering from anxiety and depression for at least ten years, I'm sure. And he put himself into like mental institutions to get, get help. Uh-huh. And that dude is also a fucking psychologist, I think. Uh, anyways, he, he, they tried treating him with, you know, SSRIs and all this other stuff. And then I, cause a couple of weeks before he died, my dad asked me, he started asking me about, uh, you know, mushrooms and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, and, and, and CBD and THC and stuff. So I showed him some stuff and I was like, I don't know, maybe show your friend this and maybe, you know, and my dad said, he even said it. He was like, I don't give a fuck if it's legal or not. Like if I, if I can help my friend, I will, you know, I'll try. And he actually brought it up with his friend, but it's, you know, they're that generation who are really scared of drugs. Even though my dad actually used to, uh, he used to grow weed when he was young. Um, but um, yeah, the dude didn't didn't want to try it, and he ended up killing himself a, yeah. a couple of weeks later. And I'm like, but it all comes together, right? If so, if all drugs are le- uh, illegal, the drugs that actually uh, can help people feel better, then all the heroin, all the prescription drugs that they sell, are needed because there's no other w- way. Right. To treat it, right? That's why they don't they don't talk about exercise. They don't talk about diet. They don't talk about anything like that. Finding fucking meaning in your life. Cause that's so not it's all like profitable to them. Connected. Yeah, it's not. Because in the, the natural stuff, like we talked about mushrooms before, you can't you can't own mushrooms. Cause you I could just grow it in my house. Yeah. Well that's the whole issue with weed as well, and even just herbs. Like, we're pretending like, 
no herbs do anything. Whereas, yeah, most I would say probably all of the drugs that they prescribe are synthetic versions of plant, uh, you know, plant whatever uh, stuff that's that medicines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stuff that comes from a plant. They research that yeah. stuff. They go, oh, this does <clears throat> this. We're gonna separate this one piece of the plant that seems to be doing whatever is going on and we're just going to make it synthetically and then that way we can patent it and then we can sell everybody this but it's like yeah that's a evil that's still a super evil thing you know not yeah. like because everybody could just have herbs and grow them in their yard and take them and not have to go to the, like, in the United States, and I don't know, it's probably the same there, you're supposed to have a um, primary physician, and you got to go every six months and get checked up, and they just... for everyone? Yeah. Like, people, when I would go to the doctor, they would go, who's your primary physician? I'm like, I don't have a primary physician. What are you talking about? I go to the doctor when I break my leg in half. Like, I don't just go to the doctor... Because it's been six months, and I'm like... Wait, and people do that? People yeah. go every six months? What I, the fuck? Yeah. I, I, I go if I'm really ill with something. That's, That's a not... problem, too, in this country. Because, you know, we have free healthcare. Mm-hmm. Free healthcare. Yeah. And the problem here is that like, I only go if I'm... If I think I'm I'm, I'm dying. Like, some, yeah. some bad shit's happening, right? That's me, though. Problem here is, because it's free, people go every other day. Oh, people yeah. who are, you know... Yeah. So then when I go in, they go, I, dude, I had a problem with my breathing. My nose is fucked up. I have tons of scar tissue in my nose. Mm-hmm. And I, I had problems breathing for, you know, eight years before I looked for help. And then when I looked for help, you know what the dude told me? Right. Oh, well, go home for two weeks. Come back. Maybe it gets better. You're like, like, no, dude, eight I'm years hasn't here. worked so far. <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? But it's because you know all the whiny people go for every small thing. So then the doctor assumed that everyone who comes in is like overly sensitive to right. everything. No, and that's how emergency rooms are here as well. Especially, it seems to be. I mean, I guess I say this, but it seems to be more and more people in general. But a lot of immigrants here <clears throat> just go straight to the ER. Yeah. Like the, oh, I guess they don't have yeah. a primary doctor or something, so they just go they just go straight to the ER for like you know what I mean. They have a cold or or get sick like that, and then they <laughs> go to the ER, and you're like, okay, what are you yeah. people doing? Like that's not how it Doesn't works. That cost just, a shit ton of money. Well, you know, we like to subsidize people that don't have money's insurance from yeah. the people that do have the money so mm. like they're not paying for it but yeah it's a huge load mm. on our on our health system but nobody wants to address that but yeah a lot of people just go whatever every uh six months get their blood tests and then they go oh guess what you have high cholesterol which again we're getting way <laughs> off track but like so yeah. they've uh lumped in I don't know if you know this. So you have HDL and LDL. LDL is allegedly the bad one. Okay, well, they've lumped in LDL and omega-6 is, uh, like, 
they lumped in LDL and something else together. And omega-6s from uh, plant, like seed oils and stuff, raises whatever the other um, cholesterol is, but, but they don't separate yeah. them and they just have them together. So a lot of people's LDL is up because they're eating all these uh, plant foods, but they Processed. don't, yeah, yeah, they just classify it as LDL versus being like omega-6 LDL and omega-3 LDL. Like they don't yeah. classify it right, right or they don't um, quantify it correctly. And then they just go, oh, your uh, cholesterol is high. And then they start a cholesterol reduction, you know, process. But we need cholesterol. Cholesterol actually shuttles nutrients and stuff around the body. So yeah, it's fucking essential. Yeah, which is why your body makes it. That's why, why all all the real good food has cholesterol in it, like eggs. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, yeah. We're getting way off track, but still, <laughs> it's fucking. It's a fun thing, and it's fun for me to compare like Sweden to the U.S. Because here we have, you know, university here is free, so to speak. Uh, all healthcare is free, and to to give them some credit, like I've had surgeries and stuff from broken bones and stuff like that, and it, it, it's tremendous that way. Like orthopedic surgeons and stuff like that, they're they're fucking really good, and they they really take care of you when you go, but. The other stuff, it seems to me, it's not working. Um, well, that's why we should be the, going to the doctor. They work preventatively. Yeah. We're terrible. Yeah. I was just saying you should be going to the doctor yeah. when you break something and you actually get hurt, not just go there and have them do arbitrary yeah. uh, blood tests and then they're not even uh, well-versed in nutrition. So then they don't know why you're... You know, they're just going to fix it with a pill instead of addressing your lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. My my mother, so I actually had a arthritmia. And uh, you know what that is? Oh, heart arrhythmia? Yeah. Yeah, arrhythmia. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm very young to get it. I got it in 2020. And then, so what they do is they basically, if you come in before, I think it's 48 hours, they put you to sleep. They put like a, you know, car battery on your chest and they go bang and they restart wow. like the, the rhythm of your heart. Uh -huh. And I had that done to me probably 15 times in the last couple of years. And after like the 15th, cause it kept coming back. I had it almost weekly. Wow. They decided to give me surgery. Uh, so what they do is they go through your, like your inner, inner thigh, yep, they, up the artery. they, yeah, they go up the artery or the vein or something, and they burn some stuff in your uh, heart. And it worked. It worked nice. I, I haven't had problems after that. But then I swear this was like yesterday. My mother-in-law called me, and she had symptoms that were super similar to what I used to have. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty much exactly like what I had. And she's had it for like four days now, on and off. So I gave her a phone number to the people who helped me out at the hospital mm -hmm. and she she got connected and then she called me again like the same like it was last night and she said oh i talked to someone and so she's on blood pressure medication right and some of the uh side effects from the blood pressure medication is that and i'm like 
100 I, i'll bet my whole house yeah. that is the medication that's doing that to you i i bet i i'd bet everything i own on that and i think she went this morning to get checked up and then she was fine it's just the medication that fucked her well that's the thing they just go you're fine because they <clears throat> nobody i bet they didn't draw back to the medication you know they like to omit what actually happens like the side effects of medication yeah. Yeah. Like, I think I told you my dad is heart issue and they were giving him a yeah. stomach pill. And he, yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. he goes, yesterday I was fine. What happened? So then he yeah. said, oh, I took the stomach pill. I looked it up and heart arrhythmia was one of the first things or like a uh, fluctuating heart uh, rate. And I'm like, this is exactly what you <laughs> what you have. Like, and nobody, yeah. how is this? You've been going to these doctors and nobody's like, oh. We're getting yeah. into medical stuff, which I'm always mad about. But <clears throat> the yeah, point <laughs> here is that I know it's like such a farce, all this stuff. And just people yeah. are sick. You know, so many people are heavy and they're doing what they're told to do and they can't get out of it because what they're being told to do is not right. And I mean, so all of this does circle back to what we're saying. You know, shit gets hidden, you know, and perpetrated that you and I and normal people would never, ever, ever believe somebody could do. Like, and again, I'm just giving the benefit of the doubt, turning your head for 9-11. You know, like, this is best case scenario. They didn't actually set it up themselves. They just, you know, kind of didn't see it didn't stop it yeah so and it's like these all these things that happen whether it's food medication 9-11 result in the rich people getting richer yeah well it's all connected so we started on 9-11 right what happened 9-11 happened and then you guys evaded afghanistan which connects to to heroin. Yeah. Right? Which connects to the medical. Yep. Which connects to food and how fucking fat and unhealthy everyone is. So it's all it's all connected. It's like of course it is. It's obvious to me and you now, but like people don't see it. But the the thing I would like to I know people who are not into this shit probably don't watch the show anyways. But if they did, if you're out there, if you're watching. If you look at the average fucking person in the US or in Sweden, anywhere, and I would say probably most people uh, do what they're told from the TV. Yeah. And they follow along with the mainstream, right? So average, average person does what they're told by the government, by authorities, by the TV. And if you look at all those people, the average person is fucking fat, unhealthy, poor and divorced if you've ever been married do you think that if you follow along and do what they do that you're going to be better off than they are that that is fucking retarded yeah but nobody's obviously you're not everybody just puts it though on the individual person you know what i mean not that they are their life choices have been um somewhat persuaded by society 
Does that make sense? Like, they're like, that's that person's whatever, their uh, own, you know, personal issues. But it's like a lot of it, just like, you know, health um, and relationships, any of that, is what you're exposed to, right? So, like, if yeah, people yeah. are around shitty relationships or their parents, let's say your their parents fall all the time. Now, you think that that's how a relationship is supposed to be, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's this... if you see fat people everywhere and and they're this is super normal. You think, and then oh, your doctor well, are nice says normal. it's not your fault too. You go to the doctor. The yeah. doctor says you're just genetically fat. It's not even their fault. Oh, that's the new. That's the new thing. That's hilarious. <laughs> I saw that. Wasn't that you that posted the picture yeah. of like where's all the genetically fat people from the 1940s or whatever? Yeah, it was. It was 1911. A video oh, yeah. of New York City, and everybody is fucking pencil thin. Everybody. Yeah, in the everyone whole thing. looks like normal people. Who that has to be to some of our uh, ancestors, no? Like, but so why aren't there thirty percent of the people that are fat and that if we all have their genes? Yeah, and why is people in in poor countries not fat if it's genetic? And well, it has nothing to do with fucking food. They're getting fat now because then, guess what we're doing in poor countries? Bringing them cheap food. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess it's better than no food, but I guess so. um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, better than starving, right? But. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny, but dude, there's a book on that topic. Like, uh, I actually haven't read it, but my my good friend read it. It's I think it's called Connected, and he this dude is like a professor or something, and he explains how we are connected and and uh, affected by stuff. So one example that he uh, took out from the book is that like, so me and your friends, if your other friends are fat, that that makes it more likely that I will become fat, even though I don't know those people. Hmm. Because you you hanging out with them makes it, uh, in your head, it's, it's acceptable for your friends to be fat. So if I start eating donuts, you're not going to say anything because right. your other friends are already doing that. Like there's stuff that connects people on, on different levels where it's like it, you actually, you're affecting the rest of society on some level. Well, yeah, it's your like bad just, behavior and your bad habits is actually affecting everybody. Well, the, and that makes sense even just in uh, people obeying, you know, silly. Like, so we were at, um, yeah, yeah, we were just at a super at the Supercross, and they have this fan fest <clears throat> outside of the building. So you go outside into this like where the pits, where all the bikes are, are you know, all the riders' yeah. pits are and stuff. So we walk into there, and then you go in the one entrance. Now, when we went out there, there was like three entrances. We go out there into the fan fest. They shut down every entrance and exit but one. They left one. So we go to leave to see the second set of practice, and there's no lie, 300 people standing there just staring at like the gate to get out, and they run it through like this little corridor. And there's just, yeah. nobody's going anywhere. They're just standing there. So we walk down to the exit the way that you could come and go before. They literally shut the gate as we're walking down there. And they're like, no, you can't go out this way. And we're like, 
why not? We already paid to get in. We've already been in here. We're not like, they're like, no, you can't go out here. And now this is just some guy working the, the gate. Yeah. You got to go out the way that you came in. We're like, so this is five, 10 minutes. And there are 30 people standing here asking this guy to get out. And he's just going, no, you can't. Let me try calling somebody. He calls somebody. They go, no, they got to go out the same gate. So finally somebody else walks over and he's like, you guys got to go out the way you came in. And we're like, you go to the gate and see if you can walk out. I said, there's like 300 people standing there stuck. Nobody can get out of here. So we finally end up, this is, and I had thought about it too. I felt bad for the guy at the gate. But eventually some guy that was standing next to us was like, fuck this and push the guy out of the way and push the gate open. You know, (laughs) and it's like, yeah. We should have just left 10 minutes earlier, you know, but we were all trying to be nice and obey the rules, even though the rules that had been in place are totally not safe. So you mean if you have a fire, you know, I guess they would have opened it. It was an emergency exit. But like you're running the risk of having people like if something were to happen, trampled in that gate or like. I still don't even understand what was the reasoning for having one entry and exit point. At least have one entry and then a different exit. But why would you try to force everybody through the same... That doesn't seem safe anyway. You know? That's the same shit they did during uh, COVID, dude. And the stores around here. So you know how they have the the things that when you walk out, you... It's the... The anti-shoplifting, yeah, yeah. the alarm things, yeah. right? So they would have like one here and then the next one here and then the next one here. They shut two of those down. So everyone has to walk through the same thing. And I'm like, that only means that we're going to be even closer to each other. Yeah. Like if you're trying to protect us against the fucking virus, how does that make sense? You, you know, like one you're of just my... cramming everyone into the same space. This is different, but one of my biggest pet peeves. Why, if there's two doors at the front of a building, is one always locked? Do they do that in Sweden? They don't do that? (laughs) You'll have two doors, right? And then you're like, only this one's open. Sorry. What the fuck do you have two doors for? there's like two connected. uh, Yeah, yeah. they're just right. And then you always walk over to this one. You're like, it won't open. Why? Yeah. I don't understand why they do that. That's fucking stupid. All the but time it's like it pe- people go along with this stuff. Dude, did you see the video from the pandemic? This was one of my favorite videos throughout the whole thing. So it's like outside a mall or something in, I think, the UK. <clears throat> and a dude, uh, <laughs> to demonstrate how sheepish we are, like he takes one of the, you know, the hair rollers that you do on your clothes to get cat hair and shit off? Uh-huh. You know, those like sticky rollers? Yeah. Yeah, so he's standing in front of the entrance to the mall, and when people yeah. walk up, he goes, he goes like this, stand like that, and then he rolls their arms, like it's a like it's yeah. a metal detector or something. And people like people walk up and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people are so you see it all the time, right? There's this uh, I don't long. Even know how to explain it. There's this long line, and everybody just gets into the line, and like the next lane over yeah. for checkout or whatever has like nobody in it but everybody's just like oh they're standing here i'll just stand behind these people and and that's most of society people don't want to rock the boat it's the same reason why you can't go there's not more people being like um 
9-11 was, uh, you know, orchestrated or whatever, because they don't want the rest of society to turn on them and be like, you're an idiot, yeah. you're uh, whatever, like Alex Jones, you're, uh, you know, yeah, upsetting the family members of the people that died or whatever the hell it is, you know. Um, but you're right. I mean, and that's one of our, it's interesting. All the people, the normal, normal people, I don't know. Are they, do you know what an NPC is? Yeah. Like I even have a friend yesterday. I was listening to a, a <laughs> podcast. You, you go, how are there NPCs? How are there non-playable characters in this life? But I was listening to a Rogan and Brewer on the Rogan show and they're talking about how all this stuff is fucked up. And then my friend goes, mm -hmm. what are you trying to brainwash yourself? And I go, well, I go, if you go with whatever you're told, I said, it sounds like you're brainwashing yourself. And he's just like, I don't yeah. go with whatever's told, but I know I have no uh, way to change it. And I'm like, cause no, you know what I mean? Yeah, That's it. I mean, Nobody wants to, uh, upset the apple yeah. cart and be the bad person and that's why they paint all this stuff that way that's why they paint you a conspiracy yeah. theorist that's why they paint you whatever so that if you don't just go along with the narrative yeah then you're some well, kind of terrible person this is the whole thing like if we talk about them you know the doors and the lines and you can't go here but you you have to stand here and stuff like that i've noticed that actually if you just go on the other lane and just Go, usually there's no fucking consequence no. anyways and people still go along with it it's funny like i now i have kids and stuff and to me you know like in school how they have rules like when i when i went to school they used to say take your hat off in class mm -hmm. i understand we have rules and we have to respect the teachers and elders and stuff but when i was a kid i was like why why do i have to take my hat off yeah does that affect my ability to learn or some shit like why why Give me a reason and I'll take it off. But if there's no good reason for it, then why? And I try to put that into my son too, or I will. It's like, if someone tells you to do some shit, ask them why. Yeah, at, at least... Don't just have go along a, with everything. Yeah, at least have some, uh, uh, some kind of like inner dialogue where you're like... <clears throat> hmm, like, like what is this all uh, actually accomplishing? You know, because a lot of times you're yeah. not, it's like just, like you said, just shit that they decided and now it's like you got to follow along with it. And most people do with everything. And that's, yeah. most people do not want um, conflict. Confrontation. Yeah, yeah. They don't want turmoil. They don't want conflict. They just want everything to be cool. But the problem is that we're then very susceptible to the people that are ruthless enough to manipulate everything. Exactly. Exactly. But on that point too, like even if you're if you're scared of conflict, I mean, first of all, you can do it in a very nice way. You can ask questions in a very nice way. And also, even if you get into a discussion with someone, like I don't know. To me, it's like, what are you scared of? You're not. You think he's gonna stab you if you ask him a question? Like, what? What do you think is gonna happen? Can't. Yeah. Why can't we talk to people even if we disagree? We just have the discussion, and I don't know. We're not in China yet. 
Not yet. We're getting there. Though. That's China. You can't do that shit. Yeah. You can't yeah. be like question the government or whatever. But yeah. we're not there yet. So we need to question so that we don't end up there because we're exactly approaching that way at warp speed right now, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all under the guise of safety and having a civilized society, which at the same time, they're allowing people to shoplift as long as it's under under nine hundred dollars. Did you know that? Yeah, I saw that. That's fucking ridiculous. That's crazy. Nine hundred dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And they're you they're not even showing it on the news. I follow a bunch of, you know, conspiracy people, but there have been huge lootings in Chicago and a bunch of other places. Oh, San Francisco, the Target now has everything behind glass. You have to go in there and I guess ask people to come and unlock everything for you. Like <clears throat> this Man, is not... if I could if I could get away with stealing uh $900 worth of shit in each store, yeah. I'd be making $9,000 a day. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> yeah. that'd, be, that'd be all that I did. Was just go, go around stealing shit. Like, and... If, if I had no, you know, no job and no nothing, like... Well, they're making... So, they're, it's huge groups. So, people, they're not, you know, being able to arrest all the people. And guess yeah. what? They're organizing online. Nobody's fine. Nobody's... We have all this intelligence, <laughs> and we're allowed to eavesdrop on everybody, but nobody's yeah. uh, like, hey, let's follow this Facebook group to make sure that they don't loot another store. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Dude, I have to get going. I know we, we came way off of 9-11, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been fun anyways. Um, oh, yeah, I saw that Ryan logged on. Oh, did he? I didn't see anything. He did. It was recent. Yeah. He wanted us to do an episode on Epstein's Island. We wow. talked about that already, but maybe not. We did a enough. little bit. Uh, it doesn't matter what topic we pick. We just we just go somewhere else anyways. That's where we'll start. <laughs> we'll start with Epstein's yeah. Island. Yeah, we'll start. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, yeah. Good episode. I don't know. This was fun. Like, was fun. like always. Let us know anything you guys got uh, pertaining to 9-11 or any of that. Sorry, we said that it was going to be on Thursday this week, and it was going to, but then my uh, fiancé's car wouldn't come apart on Monday, so then I had to work on it Tuesday as well, and that pushed back my whole schedule. So next week, we'll yeah, try yeah. to get it on uh, Thursday. But thanks for dropping in, Ryan. Sorry. I, we need to, how can I let you guys all know when we're going to be on? I need a way to be like, it's going to be yeah. this time or whatever. So I mean, we'll try to set it up as like same day, same time every week eventually, right? I think you can post on um, pages on YouTube accounts now, like kind of Facebook or whatever. So maybe I'll uh -huh. try that. They, they do have like a, I'd have to show you it, but they do have like um, a community type deal or whatever so i don't know i'll try that see if anybody pays attention yeah but, all right everybody um yes we'll look into epstein's island and uh mm -hmm. there you go he says there's a way you can put a notification on youtube i'll look into that and then um i'll be able to notify people also ryan i had a conversation uh i text back and forth with romanelli a little bit 
So um, I don't know. Maybe maybe some free thinkers stuff in the future. So yeah, and dude, fun. maybe we should get. Was it uh, what's the other guy's name, man? Bob's cat. Bob's cat. Yeah. Maybe he should get. We should get him on the show. Actually, should get either one of these guys. They're very yeah. knowledgeable. Oh, right. Yeah, anyone. They're very knowledgeable yeah, on uh, on uh, alternate truth believing. <laughs> yeah. Also known as conspiracy theories. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you guys for watching. If you made it this long, and uh, yeah, message us. Whatever. Let us know anything you want us to cover. Yeah, buddy. Later, everybody. Later.